Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Change What We Normalize podcast, where we break down disempowering stigmas to have powerful conversations. And I'm blessed and honored to have my sister and my first in-person guest right here, Brenda Phillips. She is, first and foremost, like she got mad titles, but I'm going to try to like minimize <laughs> it a little bit. She is a world changer. Um, she is a business owner. She has an incredible apparel line, which we're going to get into. Um, she is also leading with the youth right now. Uh, she's an expert and a specialist in that area. She's a speaker. She's a poet. Um, am I missing anything? It's a lot. That's, that's cool. But <laughs> I'm glad to have her here as my first in-person guest. We are making history yes. right here on the Change What We Normalize podcast live from Rec Philly. Brenda, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited and honored to be here. Like, I'm really excited to be here. Like, right. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. First in person, I'm honored yeah. to be here. So thank you for having me. No, no, thank you. It's It's been um a challenge, you know, with our scheduling and everything like that. But uh, I'm blessed to have you here. So I just want to jump right into it while I got your time, because um, I definitely don't want to waste that or take too much of it. Yes. Um, I want to really jump into who Brenda really is. And there's a powerful quote, and I say this every episode, that your story is about you, but it's not for you. It's It's for for someone Uh. else. So um, just to give everyone a little background on who you are, I want to dive into that specific quote of, you know, your story. Like, how how do we get to this point? How do we get to this point? Oh, my gosh. I am a little brown girl from a really, really small town. But even though I'm from a small town, um, I dealt with poverty. Both of my parents were addicted to drugs. I have um, eight siblings. Mm. So I literally come from, like when people be like, oh, started from the bottom. Like, no, I started from the bottom. Um, I'm talking about our front door didn't even shut, you know. Like we pushed our table up against the door to shut it. And, Mm. you know, I'm talking about we didn't really have Christmases or running water and septic systems. And I'm talking about I really started from the bottom. So it... It's only by God's grace that I'm here. So I'm very, very fortunate and very blessed to be here. So I'm just a little brown girl from a small town with big goals, big dreams, trying to make big things happen and making a big impact. That's that's who I am. Um, but my story, honestly, is the reason why I do the work that I do when it comes to youth. Mm. So it, it has definitely become full circle and it's brought me to this very place right here. Right, right. No, um... That first and foremost, that's powerful, and thank you for your transparency and sharing because that's not easy to share. I come from very similar backgrounds with everything you were saying. Our door did shut, <laughs> but but the screen door was crazy because we didn't have the little net in the front, so you could just put your whole your whole joint like, through that. But like, <laughs> like bro, our 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 actual door though. You know how it has the four windows. One of them was cardboard. I lied to you, not wow. taped up with duct tape. Why do we think like if somebody was going to come and get us that like nobody we was safe out in the street? But it made sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that hard times. Yeah, um, for me growing up down in Woodland, uh, down in South Jersey, it was it was definitely it was crazy because we normalized it, so it was like Absolutely. it was nothing to it. It was just kind of like that's another day. Like this all right, we're not tripping. But then I got older and then experienced more of life, and I'm like, oh, we was living. It's we funny. Was wilding. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> you know, like I love the title of. This podcast changed what we normalize because honestly, that is really how I live my life because mm. I come from that um, generational trauma and generational stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm not just talking like, oh, it hit me like with my mom's generation. I'm talking about, no, like things that happened to me, happened to my mom, happened to my mother's mother. So it's like I'm in this space and place where it's like I am the first in my family to do so many things. Mm. And I got looked at like I was crazy because what they found normal, I just feel as though that God just always blessed me with a different vision. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that vision. Um, I never thought that what I went through was normal. I just knew that it was something better. I didn't know what better was. So I didn't know. I knew that living with roaches and rats was wrong, even though I didn't know anything different. I just knew that it had to be something more than what I was introduced to. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just figuring out what that more is. That's interesting because... Similar, the, you know, the roaches, the rats, there's a lot of stuff that was like, yo, we know they there, but like, this isn't normal. Um, in a sense of like, I remember having to push through what I already knew and like how I grew up and how I was raised. And it was super uncomfortable to try to do something different. I was blessed because 
I had the avenue of basketball. So it allowed me to travel and see other things. Mm -hmm. And when I started to get exposed, I was like, okay, there's a different way of living out here. And we're not doing this at home. And as a trailblazer, for my family, just like you're a trailblazer, it was very uncomfortable trying to do something new. Um, Actually, I want to talk about that a little bit, being a trailblazer, uh, you know, for your family, for your community. It's a heavy burden to carry. It's a lot of pressure. It is. Um, but it's necessary at the same time. If you want something different, for me, I already know what pain feels like. I know what suffering feels like. I know what uh, uh, lack feels like, and I want something different. Right. Um, but being a trailblazer is challenging because a lot of times you're around your family and they just don't understand. Whew. So talking to them is like, fam, you... They don't right. get it. You don't get it. They don't get it. But at the same time, I have to have grace understanding With- that you don't get it. Yes. Oh, that is so powerful because I go through this often, right? So I had to learn that my way of thinking and the way I have self-educated myself over the years mm-hmm. is so far gone for what they are used to and what wow. is normal to them that even sometimes breaking down certain things, even when it comes to money or finances, like for an example, like spending $50 on a hoodie is nothing to me. You get right, what I'm saying? Right. Because I understand the value or I may understand what the time this person took to create it or whatever the case may be. But for them, it's like $50 for a hoodie. Like, yeah, I ain't spending that. Yep. Like, but it's like, <laughs> but then it's like, That's a even mindset the, it's a mindset. That's because a mindset. It's, it's a mindset. It's truly, truly a mindset because it's not that it's not nothing. It's like, they don't understand the value behind it mm. or what it is that they're paying for or what it is that they're doing. Or, you know, even when it comes to like investing, like I remember when I first, first started my nonprofit, talking nine years ago, I started my nonprofit. And my aunt literally was like, I took a thousand dollars. I don't I didn't know what I was doing. I bought like t-shirts and flyers. I did not know what I was doing. I didn't even have a business. My business wasn't even registered, nothing. And I remember my aunt was so mad at me. And she was like, You could have used that money to get a car. You could have used that money. You know what I mean? She just mm. didn't understand what it was that I was doing. And it took years for my family to actually support me. They had to see. They had to see the fruits of the seeds that I was planting for them to actually um, want to pour into me, which is fine. You know, do it at your own time because God got me here by the grace of other people, by other people seeing what it is that Mm -hmm. I was doing. Like he will align the people that's supposed to be for you and help pour into you before. It may not be a family and that's fine, but they had to see certain things before they could even contribute to what it was that I was on, which I'm so happy about and which I'm fine with because in the beginning I wasn't okay with it. But once again, I had to learn that their mindset, their mindset, their mind state is not the same as mine. Like the way I travel, the way I do things, they never did none of my family. Mm. The way I travel, nobody in my family has traveled the way I have traveled. You know what I mean? Mm. And then it's, it's this thing of, oh, you have money. No, that's what we have been conditioned to believe. Not, you know, to bring color or anything into this, but, like, white people have, you know, um, retirement homes and all types of things, homes in the island, because it's normal for them. Mm -hmm. Not because they have money, but because it's normal for them. But it's not normal for us, and it should be. Mm -hmm. So we're, once again, changing what we normalize. You know, it's interesting. I noticed that when me and my wife were on the honeymoon, I saw a lot of, so... It may have been us and one other couple that was that looked like us that was black mm-hmm. on the entire resort. This is like a, a super luxurious resort. It might have been us and one other couple, right? And what we noticed was that people had their entire families there. Mm-hmm. I'm talking babies. I'm mm-hmm. talking mad kids, like living it up for a week, two yep. weeks straight, just yep. living it. And they normalized that. You That's know what I'm saying? They, they normalized from. these things of just having a good time, enjoying life, luxury, freedom. Um, you spoke about, you know, $50 for the hoodie being a lot. It's like, why is that a lot? Yeah, why is that a lot? Why, why do we make this a lot? And it's, it's like, it's not a lot. Mm-mm. But you have to expose yourself. And I heard this quote once. I hope, hopefully I don't butcher it. But it was, um, you can't change someone's mind until you change their life. Mm-hmm. And I remember, <laughs> and I love my dad to death. Uh, so, dad, this isn't like. You know what I mean? No shade, Dad. No shade. <laughs> but um, for years, for years and years, and he was only looking out for me. He wanted me to get a job really bad, being like a police officer or like a firefighter. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he said they got good benefits. Right. It's a good job. It's sustainable. It's a career for your family. Right, you can right. take care. And um, 
he would give me applications all the time and it would really like frustrate me Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to do my thing. I'm speaking, I'm writing, I'm really trying to get this message out there and utilize the gifts that God has given me. And it wasn't until this might have been three years ago, two or three years ago, I had went to. So I graduated from ACCC, which is a community college. Mm -hmm. And then I got my bachelor's degree from Rowan University. ACCC invited me back. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I was the first one to do that in my family. But first one to graduate high school, first one to graduate college. Um, ACCC brought me back to honor me as a, a top four under 40 alumni. Thank you. So they brought me back to this awards dinner. It was dope. Um, and they invited me to go to a award ceremony for scholarship recipients. And they asked me to speak. Mm. So I brought my mom to the dinner. And I went up there, I spoke, I gave this beautiful message, and everybody was, like, singing her praises afterwards. Like, is this your son? The dean of the school came to her, the president of the school, like, all these people. And she's like, oh, my gosh. So I exposed her to that. The week later, the week after that, ACCC was graduating, and I got invited as, like, distinguished alumni. So I got to wear the dope little, you know what yeah. I mean, the graduate hat. I got to be out there with the president. And um, this time I decided to bring my dad. So I'm like, yo, dad, come out. They came up, they picked him up in the golf cart. Driving around, special treatment. I had them gift him some uh, some merch from the school because I was like, yo, my dad never graduated high school. Can y'all, like, bless him with something? So they hooked him up with some merch. The president wanted to meet him. Like, all of these different things. And he got to see who his son was. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. He got to see me in, like, my gift. Right. And from there, he actually, like, stopped questioning me about a lot. He stopped sending the... Uh, the application to stop asking <laughs> me to be, but it was one of those things where I realized like I can, I can only change your mind if I change your life. Like I need to show you yep. instead of saying this is what I'm doing because you don't comprehend, you don't understand. Because you this. don't get it. You don't get it. So I, I have to to show you what this looks like, and I was blessed with the opportunity to do that. So when I think of you and all you're doing with Be Inspired, with uh, We Care, with all these different things, it's like I got to show y'all because I can tell you all I want, but, but your, your mind isn't there yet. Yeah, you're, you're not there. And that's honestly that's what was happening. It was like I think like my aunt who, you know, really had a uh great hand in raising me or whatever. Um it wasn't until I think I took like 40 kids to like and it was basic. Like I took like 40 kids ice skating. But nice. she couldn't believe that like I got a bus. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? She was like, "You got a bus?" And I was just like, "Yeah, I got a bus." Like to take 40 wow. kids ice skating because once again it's that exposure, you know? Um and low key, like even when it comes to my uh nonprofit organization, I tell people this all the time like, I do stuff with kids that I never did as a kid. So Right. <laughs> so I get this. I'm getting this exposure so too. Getting- right, right. <laughs> They don't even know. Like, it low-key be for me. Like, mm. but it's the expose them as well. Um, so, yeah, it's all about exposure. And um, I also had to understand that everybody just don't get it. And mm. it, you, I mean, listen, we're kind of in the same lane, so I'm sure you understand. I struggle with that. I struggle with sometimes getting up every day to believe in myself. And like you said, to kind of take it back to what you said, it was like it's a lot of pressure being – um, in the lane of leadership, right? It's a lot of pressure doing what it is that we do because I'll tell you right now, so many people, the Instagram highlight reels and all that other stuff, I like to talk about real stuff sometimes also on social media, but people think, like, they'll look at my social media, and granted, I don't have a million followers or whatever the case may be, but I do have a core following just because of people knowing what it is that I do. Right. And it's like, I get so many DMs like, oh, my gosh, you inspired me. Oh, my gosh, this is that and the third. And a lot of people don't know those DMs and messages be coming right on time because I be in the corner crying, ready to quit. (laughs) But I tell people, like, when people ask me, like, like you said, how did I get here? I promise you, if I close my eyes and I think about what it is that if I wasn't doing this, what am I going to do? I don't see anything else. So this is why and how I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I have to figure it out. Like Mm. you, you, you graduated college. I didn't graduate college. You know Mm. what I mean? But when I go on boardrooms and stuff like that, I mean, I'm a very honest person. I tell people like I'm the balance between wretchedness and righteousness. Like I love God. (laughs) God knows my heart. I'm a giver by nature. You know what I mean? Like I will give you the clothes off my back. However, don't play with me. Don't try me. Don't try me. Don't try me. Right. What Toby said. (laughs) Try Jesus. Yeah. Right. Don't try me. Don't try me. (laughs) But I love, um, I love God and I love uh, the vision and everything that he's given me. But there's no plan B for me, you know. 
eventually I do want to go back to school and finish what it right. is that I started. However, I have been able to do things that are out of this world. Like, people don't even understand why or how I got into some of the rooms that I've gotten into. Mm. Because, once again, it's not up to people. It's up to God. Like, God has already had things pinned out, planned out, and right. what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. I just have to stay committed to that path. And what I will say is that that's not always easy. No. You know, people look and think that you got it all together. And I don't always have it all. I don't always have it all together. You know what I mean? But what I choose to do is every day I choose to get up and I continue to work on what it is that I truly believe what my heart's desires is and what right. it is I'm supposed to be doing in this lifetime. And it mm -hmm. ain't easy, but I just feel like um, it's purposeful. I didn't yeah. go through all the hell that I went through for nothing. I, so I feel like my the way that I give and the way that I love on kids and mentor kids and when I go speak, it is my little piece of heaven because right. it's like, it's almost like freeing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, it, it makes me happy to know that I didn't go through all that I went through for nothing. I went through all that I went through to be able to help other people. So. And that takes perspective, too, because I feel like that's for most people. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people, they live in shame and guilt because their perspective hasn't shifted. Mm -hmm. um, I know that personally just from dealing with my family members. Um, but as you're talking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, um, you know, someone's waiting on what you're building kind of thing. Yeah. And it's super important for us to kind of like live from that perspective, because like you said, you'll be in those moments where it's like, yo, it's just dark. I'm crying. I can't figure this out. And somebody hit you. Bam. I love what you're doing. You really blessed me. It inspired me. It's like, yo, somebody's waiting on that. Yep. And somebody needs your story. Yeah, that's fuel. That's fuel right there to continue to go. And also realizing that this this faith walk isn't easy. Like it's cute to say, like I'll be in church yo, and be like, it's we live in faith. It's faith. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, yo, cute, faith but... is faith is is wild. It's like it's really you walking in the dark and all you can see is one step in front of you. No. Literally. And it's like, yo, I have to trust God. Like this year. Of 2021, it's like, yo, I had to literally take one step at a time and be like, I got to trust God. Like, this is the scariest thing in my life. But it panned out because me, personally going by my own plan, it just wouldn't have panned out right. But me following your step and just holding your hand, God, and allowing you to walk me, it's like, yo, that's the best plan I got. And it's working out. And for me, I had to let go of the expectations of what I wanted. Right? Now, that doesn't mean don't work. You right. still got to get up every single day and make things happen. But... I had to let go and allow God to really show me the plan that he had for me. And I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. Like, the most powerful thing about leaders is when they can be transparent and vulnerable. Like, I don't have it all together. Mm -hmm. And that's why social media has been a little bit of a challenge for me because I do my best to be transparent and vulnerable on there. And at the same time, I want to have very polished and clean stuff as well. So it's always a battle. And then you see these people on here, it's just perfect all the time. And at times, it can be depressing. Like, man, why is this? Everything's working for them. Everything in the reality it's is it's not. You it's know what not. I mean? It's not. And I can appreciate you because you're being super transparent. Like, look, I ain't got it all together. And I, I think that's why people relate to you so much. I always tell people, like, um, social media is just not real. Like, in a sense, like, like what you see, I always tell people, like, one of my, you know, I say this humbly, but... One of my greatest gifts is that I am really who I am. So Facts. I don't I don't pretend to be anything more or less. Like literally, like what you see is what you get. I am who I am. Like I'm not like this on social media and then like this in person or I don't have like some secret life doing something I ain't supposed to be doing or whatever. Like really who I am is, is really who I am. And a lot of people do struggle with that. I also have a love-hate um, relationship with social media, but I do understand because of my positioning. The and necessity. especially, yeah, and especially like with me having a clothing brand now. Gotta have it. I literally, like, I'm be honest, I haven't figured out the whole marketing thing. Once again, God, I ain't figured out the whole marketing thing. My consumers is straight off of, like, if I go speak somewhere and I have a table set up, that always gets me sales because, one, people get it now. Like, they connect to who I am, mm. and then, then they connect to my brand. Like, ah, I get it now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'll sell. Like, I'll I, my sales would just go. And then um, just social media, just pushing it on social media, pushing it on my stories, Facebook, um, dropping links and stuff like that. That's what gives me my sales. I haven't really figured out the marketing tactic yet. I just had a, a, a big social media influencer actually um, 
repost my stuff. And I'm gonna be honest, like I invested, I've reinvested so much money. So just to piggyback, just to go back a little bit. So you were saying like, you know, this year has been hard, and I know mm-hmm. it's been hard for a lot of us. But like 2020. Up until 2022, I feel like, I mean, currently, we kind of back in 2020, for real, for Low real. Key, right? Right. But um, 2020 was a hard year. Me and you spoke, uh, you know, a little bit about it. But it was like, I had six contracts with six different schools. I The day before they shut down schools, I just signed my biggest contract I ever signed. Mm. They wanted me to be, they wanted me to do two large presentations for their middle school and their high school. This was in... Um, What's it called? Willingboro. They wanted me to do. They wanted me to uh, do two large presentations for their middle school, their high school. They wanted me to bring in a program, and they wanted to contract me out to be their keynote speaker for their high school graduation, wow. all in one. The next day, school shut down. Mm. I cried. I cried like a baby, and I didn't know what it was that I was supposed to be doing. So I went through a lot with that. Then um, God had just came to me like one day. It was just like, you know. You, I always got, like, little quotes made with my own shirts when I go speak and stuff like that. And it was just like, just sell, you know, a couple of shirts. Just see what happens. And basically, long story short, and I had a friend who also encouraged me to do it, or uh, whatever his name was, Ernie. He has a, a print shop. Shout out to Print Creations, yeah, uh, black-owned. And uh, he, 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 he pushed me to do it. And I put, like, um, yeah, I got 15 T-shirts available. They sold literally, like, 45 minutes. Wow. And then I was just like... All right, God. All right, I see. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Okay, and then so that happened, and then it just it just kept going. It went from a basic T-shirt to another T-shirt design to sweatsuits to hoodie. Like it just, and now like I'm in this process where I have an overseas vendor, and what I felt like um, COVID did. COVID was like a gift and a curse. What I felt like COVID did was once again, you know how they say like you need multiple streams of income. Right. See, before COVID happened. I was always in a mind state of, oh my God, I figure out how to do what I love, do what I love, and get paid for it. This is what I do. There is nothing else. I did not mm, think in my mind there was no other wow. avenue for me. Like right. this is what I do. I develop contracts, curriculums, and programs for schools for social emotional learning. Trauma program. I can give you the whole spill. This is what I do. Clothes was never my lane. I never thought selling mm. like apparel outside of selling a T-shirt to raise money for my nonprofit. I never really thought about selling clothes. So what this did was it created another avenue for me to be able to still gift my words to the world, but without me physically being there. Wow. You know? so wow. innovation right there. Right. So, you know, it's it's just, I don't know. So now God has created another lane, and it's like my new baby because he has seen that I had mastered the whole being in the schools. And I, I didn't feel like I mastered it, but he felt like I was ready for something else. And right. then COVID happened, and it forced me to be ready for something else. It's something about obedience, man. It's something about obedience. But, yo, God, I don't really know. No, this don't make sense. It don't. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I'm going to just be obedient because I know that, you know, partial obedience is disobedience. Right. And I had to, I, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of, um, you know, being obedient, but also realizing, like, it's going to be uncomfortable. Like you said, you, I, you were never thinking about apparel. Never. It was never something on the side. But it's like, yeah, I'm going to be obedient. You gave me this vision. You know, everything shut down. And I was scared. Scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's I was like, scared. but look what it panned out to. Yeah. Now you're doing, you know, different gatherings. You're selling your merch. Um, you just did something not too long ago at the where was that? The outlets? Yeah, so the Gloucester Outlets, if you're familiar, it was actually a really huge deal for me. Um, shout out to Avenue Black. Shout uh, out to Avenue Jason, Black. uh Charles J from Urbane. He is like He's dope. Like, he's fire. He's, like, a real-life designer. Be having celebrities and stuff, nice. his stuff or whatever. He he mentored me because I'm the type of person, right? I go crazy. <laughs> so if I'm going to do something, I want to do it, right? So I ain't know nothing about apparel. Now I go into stores and I be feeling, like, clothes and stuff like that. Right, you be in there like this. Like, like yeah, I be like, okay. You right know, quality. I want to know. I don't want to just sell anything to people. Like, mm. I don't care if it is a basic T-shirt. I want them to be able to wear that T-shirt 30 times and wash it. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I want. To, I don't care if they spent $25 or $50 on it. I want them, I want, I want to produce quality because I care about what it is that I'm doing. So I'm the type of person, like I said, I go crazy. I was just like, all right, well, I want my tags and stuff. And I want when it wash, I don't want to get the, the little fuzzy things on them. Oh, I, I don't gosh, want that. It hurting my soul. Yeah, so that's not what I want. I don't want my stuff to have that. Like, how do I figure that out? And then 
I started researching without him. And I think that he kind of seen like just how hard I was going by myself. But what if I had a mentor? What if I had somebody who just believed in me? And he really believed in me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he, he would sit down with me. So he helped me um, just basically, you know, learn different things like uh, tech sheets and tech files and, you know, desi- like the designing side of things I'm kind of tapping more into now. Nice. And um, all of my, like, T-shirts, hoodies, sweatsuits, everything, like, they're all my um, personal quotes. Like, they're all quotes that I wrote that's on my stuff. So, that's fine. So it's, it's really, really dope. So I relaunched. So the first year, I didn't know what I was doing. I just got some blanks. Got them printed up, did well, and then going into my second year, which was in October, I was like, I want to relaunch, but I want to relaunch in a major major way. And I built a really good rapport with Jason, and he had a store in Gloucester Outlets, and he was like, relaunch here. So I was able to give my customers an in-store shopping experience. I was able to set up a whole like display, like I'm at Macy's, you know. Yeah, I seen and the people, content. It was fire. Yeah, it was, it was fire. fire, and everybody keeps talking about it. Like, and it's so funny because people were like. Oh, you got a store now? You got a store? I'm like, you know, I ain't never think about that, but thank you for speaking that over my life. I ain't there yet, though. But <laughs> I'm getting there. Right, but it did kind of look as if I had a store. Like, you would mm. think that I had a store, but what he allowed me to do was, like, you know, basically it was a pop-up shop for the weekend, but it was a whole display. And there's nothing against pop-up shops because I do pop-up shops with just a table all the time. Right. But, you know, my stuff had the whole wall display and everything like that. And it, it was, was a really dope experience. And now, you know, now it is talks of me possibly, you know, getting some stuff in stores and how, how to go that route and stuff. So it, it stretches you, you know, like learning something new stretches you. And I think that God knew during COVID he 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 knew I needed something else to focus on, right. and another way to be able to create because creators create. You right, know what right, I mean? Right. So um, this that's was a plug, by the way. That's a plug, by that's the something way. Something that's coming soon. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> a drop is coming. Stay, just know, just know. <laughs> a drop is coming. It's coming okay. Soon. So um, and it was just my way to continue to create outside of what I thought was just my norm, mm. right? So I Taking had to, the limits off God. It's taking the limits off of God. It's taking the limits off of me because right. I limited myself. And I'm still scared as hell doing this. That's but crazy how we how we do that. We, we limit ourselves. We do. By what's around us or what we have or what we've currently done. It's like, yo, you can really do some phenomenal. And the wild thing is this. You're like me in this way where I'll hype somebody else up. Like, yo, you can do this, yo. this, and this. <laughs> And it's like, well, what about you? It's like, nah, 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 I ain't got it. And it's like, yo, the reality is, is like, yo, we have that greatness within us, and we can see it in everybody else, but we can't see but it in ourselves. ourselves. And that's that's tough. I, um, my best friends, they, I don't know why, but people speak this over my life a lot. Like, you're going to be this. You're going to do this. You're going, I don't even want to say the stuff that people be saying to me <laughs> because I'm not sure if I believe it. But I do believe, like, I am put here to impact the world, however that may be. And I'm already doing that, and I know that, and I'm confident in that. Like, I'm very, very confident in knowing that I'm literally in my calling. And I just want to stay in that lane. I don't want to mm. I don't want to go out of that because I don't want to get lost in whatever. So that's why I do, you know, work on staying, um, staying humble and um, understanding that this life that God has allowed me to create was all during because of my obedience mm-hmm. of what he has told me to do over the years. Right. Even when it's been super uncomfortable and even when it's been so scary and even when I wanted to quit, but I didn't. Mm. But we don't, I don't see, I wish that I did see myself the way other people see me. Mm. I think that I would be further along. I mean, we have a good friend named Les. You know, yeah, Les yeah, tells yeah. me all the time. All the time. You should, you a beast. Da, 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 da. You should be doing more lives. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You will do. But the crazy thing about it is, you know how long it took me to get in front of a camera? I hated being in front of a camera. Mm. You know, so we're, we're our worst critics. But uh, yeah. I don't and know. It's, it's interesting because Les is in the same vein as well. I yeah. talked to him about it. I'm like, bro, you can be doing this. He's like, ah. I'm like. We, it's something that we have to work through, and I believe it's something that comes from childhood of not being validated enough. Um, I know good. that that was a huge thing for me, not really feeling that affirmation. So I never seen myself in the light of like someone doing great things right. until you look back. And I remember um, my wife one one day she was telling me I was really going through it one day, and she was like, "Think about all the stuff you did this year and write it down." 
And I sat and I did that. This might have been in 2020 or 2019. And I sat there and I just wrote out all this stuff. And I was like, dang, it was a hell of a year. And she's like, yeah, Yo, you've been doing great stuff. Like, you have to stop beating yourself up. And I had to get to a place where I stopped feeling like an imposter um, and where I released, like, shame, you know, of who I really wanted to be and who I was trying to become. And when I did that, I think that was the year I actually got baptized. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just going all in. Like, I can't be lukewarm with my faith, and I can't be lukewarm with what God Ooh, is telling I like me to that. do. So I just went all in, and I stopped really valuing opinions so much. Mm -hmm. And I started to think about what was in my mind and putting that out into the world. Um, yeah, and that, that just, it changed everything for me. And I still have my challenges every single day. Like, it's a constant battle every day um, of fighting off that imposter syndrome. Every single day. Imposter syndrome is a mother, okay? <laughs> um, it's funny because I actually just went through something like that, I want to say last week. So mm. what happened was I was struggling with some things. But what I did, I started going through my phone. And I write like you do. And um, I was just like, you know, something that people say to me, you ain't regular. You you not regular. And I'm mm. like, nah, I'm regular. Like, I'm chilling. Like, no, you're not regular. But... Um, what I did was I had actually made a little video and I posted it on social media like with a little voiceover and what I did was I just did this video and I added like a bunch of pictures and stuff of work that I've done over the years so I could visually be like Brenda look at the stuff that you've done right, and you're sitting right. here some and you right I wasn't giving myself and I'm gonna be honest after I did it I felt a lot better and it's the 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 thing about it is, is that I am regular. I'm, you know, I'm a regular human being just like anybody else walking these streets. But like I said in the beginning, I just choose to get up and operate in my gift. Mm -hmm. And and that's that may be the difference between me and someone else, you yeah. know. Like, like, but I'm just like anyone else. Like, it's I, not like I'm better than you. I'm it's not just, better. This is what I'm doing. Every this day. is what I'm doing every, every day. And this is what I'm choosing choosing right. to do every day you know and and yes i'm a regular person but um like i said in the in the video like i'm you know i'm super ordinary but i my gift just has allowed me to make an extraordinary impact it's my mm. gifts that make me light up and make me shine mm. it's my passion for what it is that i get to do every day right, that right. people see that fire in me mm. so that's why they don't think that i'm regular because they see me operating in my gift i have to give that all to god i have to right, give that right. all to you know me being able to find the strength to do those things because once again it's not easy being a leader you know and we have i have issues like anybody else like i've dealt with depression i've dealt with suicide i've mm. dealt with you know wanting to quit like i dealt with abandonment issues like you name it i and like you had said like shame and mm. and doubt and resentment and fear, like all of those things because i hated telling my story i did not like talking about the things that i've been through at all mm. i hated being the friend in the friend group that went through all of this traumatic stuff. I didn't know. Up until I was 24, I knew nobody that even encountered half of the things that I've been through mm. up until I was 24 years old. You know what I mean? So it, it takes a lot of growth. It takes healing in order to continue to walk in this path, you know? Right. So It's interesting because as you say that you didn't know anybody, it's like it's actually more people who went through similar things than we yeah. think. But we always feel like we it's didn't just talk about us it. and we're alone. And it's like... It's just me. And it's like, nah, to be honest, it's probably several other people in the room that went through something very similar that you can actually talk and converse with. But we haven't normalized those conversations. So while we're on this topic, um, you know, just talking about mental health and things like that, we see you now. We see you doing amazing. Um, you obviously have some practices and some different things in place to keep your mental health intact. How did you make it through those those very dark seasons and turn it into something positive when you didn't really have that around you? Um, so, one, I have a very amazing friend group. Um, everybody talks about how you have to believe in yourself, and I think that's very, very important. But I think that it's also that you surround yourself with people who believe in you in the moments that they remind you in the moments that you don't so much believe in yourself. Right. You know, like, that's very, very important to have those that's people good. around. And um, my best friends, they have always affirmed me, and they have been the ones, they have been the ones that, um, they have been the ones to basically keep me on track. Also, I 
I want to say like 25, 26, I started therapy. Mm. Um, I went to therapy and I'm still, I'm an advocate for therapy, especially with being someone who's been through the things that I've been through. Like I literally, I jokingly say like, I have like one of those saving Isaiah stories. You know what Mm. I mean? Like one of those stories that is like, if I told you half of the stuff that I've been through, you would not believe me. And me and my best friends joke about it because they've been my best friends since we were kids. And I'm like, if y'all were not around, when I tell people certain things, they were like, nah, she lying. She being dramatic. But the fact of the matter is I've literally, I'm one of those people who have a story for everything. Unfortunately, but fortunately. Mm. Because because I've been through so much and now I'm at a space in my life where things are like mad stable. I'm able to, you know, think through things. I'm able to process things. I'm able to learn how to heal and forgive and let go of things. I'm able to grow from things. So now that I'm in this space and phase in my life, I'm able to also give and help others because I've been through certain things. Mm. But I want to say, I definitely could say my my friend group, and God must have known what he was doing because I promise you, All of my friends, all of my closest friends are therapists, psychiatrists. They have all these titles under their name. I'm like the only (laughs) I'm the only one who has not like I I haven't graduated college or anything like that. But yeah, so he must have known what he was doing because he has me surrounded around amazing women. And they're like all, you know, therapists and stuff like that. And then I definitely um, accredit my therapist. Going to therapy has saved my life like. Going to therapy has been the one one of the most amazing things that I could have ever chosen to do for myself. And I go every Thursday. Like, every Thursday. I, I don't care it. if I've got nothing it. to talk about. I, I go it. to therapy. I love it. Yeah. I love the fact that, you know, we're talking about this. And that's that's a huge reason for this podcast. So when I started this podcast 2020, it was around the time when everything shut down. Okay. And I felt like I had to get something out. So I... Um, See? You, yeah, you yeah. created a lane. See? <laughs> literally, literally. I um I took my cell phone, I had a mic plugged into it, and I just recorded it. And it would just be me. Um, but I wanted to normalize conversations around mental health because I knew people were going through stuff at that time. I was going through stuff at that time. And I wanted to get it off my chest. So I did like 30 episodes just talking wow. and recording. And obviously it's led to this point. But a big part of this platform is normalizing those conversations around mental health, emotional wellness. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we get through things, things we went through. Right. Resources. You talked about therapy. I want to normalize people going to therapy like it's a thing. It's like Therapy's a gym membership. Dope. It's, it's dope. Yeah. Now, I tell people all the time you have to find the right therapist because a lot of people quit after the first. Ah, it's like, this shop, person it's like really shopping for a barber or a hairstylist. Like, you got to keep trying until mm-hmm. somebody gets your lineup right. And when you find <laughs> that person, it's like, yo, this is my yeah. this is my person right yeah. here. This is the one I need. And um, for me, I had to do that. But the process um, at first was scary because I was, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I always thought, you know, this is for people who are crazy, X, Y, and Z. This mm-hmm. is how I was raised. But I knew what pain felt like. I didn't want that anymore. So I tried therapy and I was able to find someone who can really give me the proper resources, listen, you know, call me out on some things and just really help me navigate right. these thoughts in my mind so I can be better for others. And to me, I feel like it's something we all should have. It's like having a trainer for the gym. It's like it should, it should I be love normal. That. Yes, you know what I mean. It should be normal. And um, I'm a huge, huge advocate for for therapy and just any type of practices that allows us mentally to grow and be better. Because whether that's your business, your family, schooling, your art, you know, you're creative mentally. If you're in a in a great place, you can create and and do things from a great place. Absolutely. So I think that that's super super important. So again, I thank you for just talking about that and speaking on that because that's going to free somebody else up and give someone else the courage to go and get the help they need. I know that when I started sharing my story, when I went to therapy, after I got baptized, all these things, it started giving people in my family almost permission. Not that they needed permission from me, but in a sense they felt like they got permission to go and seek the help that they needed. So I know by you sharing that, there's a woman out there, there's a young girl out there, there's someone out there who was going through things alone. It's like, okay, you know what, I need to go get this checked out as well. Right. I need to go get the help that I need. So, again, I, I really appreciate and applaud you on that. And as we start to kind of transition to a close, um, I want you to speak a little more about, first and foremost, Be Inspired, but also We Care, and how can people support those specific brands and the things that you're doing? So, um, 
So we'll talk about We Care first. So We Care is my nonprofit. It's called We Care Do You. We provide educational and recreational activities for youth. Um, so right now, because of COVID, um, our two main things right now, we're, what we're focused on, is our college tour. We do a college tour. We've done a college tour for um, five years, and we've done a community day. Those are like our two main things right now. We're looking to bring back our college tour. And um, if you follow me on social media, there will be information released on how you would be able to support or donate um, or sponsor a child to go. But right now, I am figuring out the details. I've reached out to a few colleges to make sure that they are doing group tours and stuff like that. Some are, some aren't. And um, usually what happens is, you know, we take like a big group of kids. Like our last college tour was dope. Like we went to... Dell State, Virginia State, Norfolk State, Morgan State, Howard. Wow. Like, we we did, like, three days, I want to say, like, six or seven colleges or something like that. That's incredible. Yeah, it was was fun. It was, like I said, it'd be for me. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But now the kids, like, really enjoyed themselves. But, um... Hopefully, you know, I don't know what's going on with this variant, but once the new year, I'm waiting on some emails and then there'll be some um, coming into the new year. There'll be some information posted on how you could support uh, support uh, the college tour. And then another big event that we have is the community day that I provide for the small community that I come. Which is huge every year. Yeah, which is so crazy. Like I come from such a small community, Mm -hmm. but this event is such a staple in the community because what happened was, is I had some mentors and they did it. They did a community day for 20 years and then they stopped. They just got tired, got burnt out. They, Mm. you know, didn't utilize their, you know, I guess like their resources or whatever or didn't have the support and they got burnt out and then I picked it back up like it was they didn't do it for like three years I picked it back up my organization picked it back up and it's such a staple like people are going to show up no matter what and right. um like last year we were able to do it the year before 2019 2020 we didn't do it 2019 we had like once again I come from a very small town but it was like 500 people in this park and it was amazing. We do like a basketball tournament, bounce houses, horseback riding, everything, like everything, gift right. card giveaways. Last year we had like um, close to three hundred people there, but we um, but we gave out laptops, bikes. We gave wow. out over a thousand dollars in gift cards. Like we were just we raised so much mm. money to be able to do things. And I am like a grassroots organization, so I. Like and one of those people that is there doing the work, raising the funds. I'm just I'm just there. Like it's it's still my baby or whatever. Those are the two main things. I am looking to um bring back some other events come twenty twenty two, but they're just in the works and in the talks right now. So I don't want to speak too much on that. Um However, you know, just like me, I'm a speaker. I develop curriculums and programs. You know, you could bring me and him in. You could bring us in as whatever you want to do. Like, if you a teacher. students, teachers, y'all need it. Yeah, y'all need it. Um, I always tell people, like, you know, life has been my biggest educator. And Mm. I'm very proud of that. I'm very, very proud of that. And then when it comes to be inspired, um, be inspired. You follow me on social media, which I'm sure we'll, you know, give it out later. Absolutely. you could find my website and my bio. I have sweatsuits. I have um, hoodies, t-shirts. And they fire, too. Like, yeah, show it off. Like, yeah, come yeah. On. And then on the back, it says um, everyone has a story from which someone could be inspired on the back. That's hard. And uh, it's, it, it, it is my new baby, but it's doing really, really, really well. And I knew that I had some when strangers was buying my stuff. I'm like, oh, I got an order from Texas. How they found out about hey. me? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, Cali, what's up, Cali? Like, you know, so um, it's an empowerment apparel line. I always tell people, like, it's not just for you. You know what I mean? What you wear is not just for you. It's to also inspire someone else. Right. You never know who's watching. You never know who needs it. You never know who's reading it. Mm. So, um, so you know, that's what Be Inspired is all about. And once again, that it, it was birthed through COVID. My name is Brenda. Everybody says I inspire everybody. So that's where you get be inspired from. Creative. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that's just like a, a quick a quick wrap up about um about me. I'm also like you said, I'm a poet. Like you said, and a speaker. I am actually working on my first event. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, like a one-woman show type of deal. Ooh. So scared. Um, 
a good friend of ours, Lewis, he has pushed me to do it for years. Wow. So it's me, once again, getting uncomfortable. I, you know. Stepping into that greatness. Come on now. Stepping into the greatness. So, you know, those are a few things that I have going on. And, you know, if you follow me on social media, you'll be able to keep up with all of that. Yeah, yeah. And while, we, while we're talking about that, go ahead and plug your social media. How people can get in contact with you, purchase your stuff. So um, my social media is um, at Miss We Care, M-S-W-E-C-A-R-E. And um, and then my clothing brand is at Be Inspired Collections, Be Inspired, just the letter B, and Inspired Collections right. on Instagram. And if you go in the bio, it, um, it'll link you to either one of the websites um, right. as well. Nice. So. Make sure y'all make sure y'all follow her, support what she's doing. Yeah. Um, it's extremely powerful. I want to talk. We'll talk off camera, but I want to find a way to partner with what you're doing with We Care. I want to find a way to support yeah. that, sponsor it, yes. um, and really get with that. Also, got to grab me some merch today too. So yeah, let me not forget that. Um, <laughs> but no, she's doing incredible things, y'all. Yes. Really powerful things. And before we close out, uh, just a few more things. Um, I always ask my guests to bring a quote. Um, with them and Brenda bought a fire quote and it says be the reason why someone doesn't give up what does that mean to you why that quote? um so what it means to me is like up until like I said I was 24 I had no idea that there were other people out there that even endured some of the traumas that I went through mm -hmm. and when I finally found the courage to even talk about some of the stuff I went through and tell my story just a little bit I have found out that there were a lot of other Brendas out there so mm. with finding out that there were a lot of other Brendas out there I had found out there were a lot of other Brendas out there whose voice was also silent so with me being able to tell my story, it gave them the empowerment to want to talk about the things that they've been through. And I always say, someone once asked me, like, what is your magic? Like, what you feel like your magic is? And I always say, I shift minds, I change lives. Because once I tell my story, I get you thinking. So I shift your mind to start thinking. And me shifting your mind also allows me to change your life. Even if it's within that split second, it may make you make a decision to want to talk about things or empower you to not be so silent about some of the things that you've been through. Mm. So, yeah. That's so I'm heavy. the reason why other people aren't give up, giving up. And um, I think that's one of my biggest blessings is when people come back to me and say, because of you. If there's, mm, any, if there's any real payment, that's the payment, you know? Mm. That's the biggest payment. I love that. I love that. Um, I remember Kendrick said in one of the songs, he said, um, I believe he said, how I'm rewarded, that's God's decision yeah. kind of thing. And I love that. And um, that's a very powerful quote. Again, it is, be the reason why someone doesn't give up. Um, and that is extremely motivating and inspiring to me. Um, so I do want to ask you one last thing. And as we know, the name of the show is Change What We Normalize. It's the mission that I'm on. I've been on it for quite a few years now. Um, what does that quote, change what we normalize, what does that mean to you? Um, change what we normalize, what it means to me is um, creating, a, creating something healthy for your next generation to come. Creating what happiness looks like, creating what positivity looks like, because a lot of us come from things that, once again, generations before us, it may have been normalized to sweep things under the rug. Right. It may have been normalized that what's said in this house is stays in this house. However, it, it may have been normalized to silence a child, right? And then that's how they develop certain anxieties or whatever the case may be. But Changing with changing that aspect of things and giving our kids voices and allowing them to see like you are able, you deserve luxury, you deserve happiness, you deserve peace, you deserve stability or whatever it is that that may look like. So you want to take whatever it is negative that you come from and you want to change it to something positive. So that's mm. what that's what personally what I have been doing with my personal story. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love asking that question and just hearing the different answers. And yours was so beautifully articulated um, and powerful. And again, I just want to thank you for thank you. being a guest on here. This uh, is awesome. This has been dope. This has been history made. Um, it's been incredible. And we just have great things coming. You have great things coming. Um, and we're going to continue to support Brenda and everything that she's doing um, because yeah, she's doing the always, work. You always supported me. So thank yeah, you. she's doing the work that's, that's changing lives. And that means a lot to me. Um, people who aren't just influential, but they're actually doing the work to change lives and pour into others. So 
Um, something new that I'm doing, uh, because it's my podcast, I can do whatever I want. Yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Something new that I want to do, and I've been thinking about this uh, for a little while now, um, as I talked about the whole you know, faith thing and not being lukewarm. I want to pray over my guests every episode. Oh. <laughs> I want to pray over my guests every no episode. I never prayer, honey. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to pray over my guests every episode. Um, so that's going to be something normal, y'all. Uh, that's going to be on every episode from here on out before my guests leave. Um, just to say a quick prayer, not go too deep in the spirit on them, but I feel like it's super important because God has blessed me with this platform. And for me, I just want to cover those individuals. So to close out every episode from here on out, I'm just going to say a little prayer. So if you don't mind, yes, I'm just going to pray bye. over you. Uh-huh. If you're watching this um, on YouTube, if you're a part of the community, hey, look, bow your head as well. We appreciate it. If you're driving, please keep your eyes open on the road. <laughs> um, but you but can lift a hand, you know what I mean? You can touch lift a hand, touch and agree with us. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to pray for you. So, um, Father God, um, I thank you for um, just allowing us to gather uh, for this podcast recording. I thank you for the technology that we have to do this. I thank you for Brenda and her her courage, her perseverance, um, her obedience to you and what you're calling her to do in this season of her life, Lord. Um, I'm thankful that she continues to push forward despite the uncertainty, despite the fear. She continues to push forward that she is an encouragement and an inspiration to so many individuals out there in the world, especially to all of the women and young women out there who have a story to tell who are trying to figure things out, who are in a dark place right now. Um, I pray that you would continue to use her as a vessel for your glory. And um, I'm just thankful again that we've had the opportunity to get together and just build and grow. And I thank you that she was able to just come on here and share her story. I pray that it reaches people far and wide, um, whether that's you know a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, it doesn't even matter because I know that this message is going to impact and inspire someone else. So I'm grateful, I'm thankful, I'm honored, and I pray that this platform continues to grow and that we continue to touch lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And amen. that is another episode of the Change What We Normalize podcast. Look, y'all, remember to subscribe, like, share, leave a review, share this with your best friend, with your parents, Rewatch this, leave us some comments. Mm-hmm. Um, and also remember that, Your story is about you, but it's not Not for for you. you. Peace. Love y'all.